0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. Here, a beacon and bastion of semi-stability during the trying times of a global pandemic. I am Robert Winfrey. I am your host. This should be a relatively short show. There's not a lot to go over, but given where things stood when we recorded at the end of last week, uh, I figure a bit of an update is potentially due, so you guys can know. My take on a few things, what's kind of been going on, uh, you know, I'm trying not to go stir-crazy also, okay? There's a little bit of that, I'm, (laughs) I don't like, uh, I don't like breaking my routine, so, there is some selfishness going on here as well, so let's go ahead and, uh, address that, and let's, uh, let's jump into this, so, sorry, uh, Last week, I mentioned that the UFC was still planning on doing their event in London. A couple of days out, that got... Uh, that got canceled, as everyone with a brain knew that was going to happen. Uh, the UFC, however, waited until the last possible minute and made so many people jump through so many hoops. But, uh, we might have last week... Known that the venue was going to change, but they were trying. The UFC was still trying to make the fights happen. Leon Edwards did not uh, leave. I I think I've talked about this last week. Leon Edwards wasn't able to make the trip over, and you know what? I don't blame him. Turned out to be the right thing, essentially, as he probably wouldn't have been able to get back. Uh, And he's he's got a video up uh, detailing how that whole thing went down for him. He got a call like in the middle of the night said you've got three hours to get from where he lives in Birmingham, England to Heathrow in London, fly to the U.S. Uh, For the record, the distance between Birmingham and uh, London is about two hours of travel, I think. So, and then be on a plane in three hours. Fly to the U.S., okay, where? We don't know. Uh, We don't have a venue. We don't have anything. Just get here, and then we'll, you know, figure it out. And Okay, do you have a plan for me to get back? No, just get here, and we'll figure... Like, yeah, uh, Yeah, I don't blame Leon Edwards at all. I think he made the right decision. Uh, I think Marvin Vittori, who wound up, you know, making the trip to the States at the UFC's request, is now stuck here. And... <laughs> no fights. Um... So, yeah, that event got canceled. The UFC, I think they had already mentioned, the other two events that were coming up, this would be March 28th, uh, the Nganu versus Rosenstreich card, and then April 11th, the Overeem versus Harris card. Uh, the, The UFC had announced earlier that they were going to move those to the Apex, their personal center in Las Vegas. Then, yeah, Las Vegas, well, Nevada, the state, took some of the same steps that everyone else is taking, uh, they suspended all fight licenses. It just, it didn't become feasible. So the UFC was apparently shopping around uh, for like tribal lands, like places where the places outside the reach of government. You know, I, I I wasn't the biggest MMA fan back in the very early days. I mean, if you look at like you know the late like the '90s, uh, the mid to late '90s when the U- when MMA was kind of becoming a thing. When they were actively having to like run from the government because the government was ignorant about some of the how the sport works, because how the sport works then is not at all how it works now. A variety of reasons. But they were just like, okay, we'll find places where the governments are very favorable, we'll find places where the federal government has no jurisdiction or the state government has no jurisdiction. And Yeah, crazy that we're back to that. Uh, The UFC officially announced that they were... I want to touch more on this later. Because I have a second kind of segment here I want to do. But the UFC... uh, They've said that they're not... When asked about this, Dana White is very specific in his language. That the fights for the... Again, the ESPN and then the fight night. So the... uh, And Garner Rosenstreich and the Overeem Harris cards are postponed. Uh, The events themselves have been... Again, he's using the word postponed. Uh, They've been canceled. Uh, And... I don't know, it's... Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. The UFC is still claiming that they will make... Tony versus Khabib happened on April eighteenth. I I hate to break it to you guys, that fight's not happening on the eighteenth. Now the UFC is a very robust organization. Uh, they'd already mentioned that you know it wasn't going to happen in Brooklyn, obviously, but. So you know, Dan has been making the rounds. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it takes place somewhere outside of the United States, um, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> not on the 18th, guys. I think there's just a little bit of reality about this that has to be addressed. Um, both Khabib and Tony are in the United States right now, and if you want to have it take place outside the U.S. That's kind of assuming that international travel is possible. A lot of places are shutting down. They're not allowing... I mean, again, the U.S. has a travel ban on Europe and parts of the U. I I think the U.K. will be... I think the initial announcement was Europe not including the United Kingdom. I believe that's since been expanded. Uh, China has closed down a lot of its... You know, International travel. I mean, a lot of places are closing off China, too, so it's kind of a mutual thing. I, it, this just does not seem feasible. I mean, and again, we're talking about the 18th of April, so if you guys want to do some quick math with me, today's the 22nd of March, so we've got 7, 14, Sorry, my calendar's weird. So, 7 to get to the 29th. The 5th of April will be 14 days. 12th of April will be 21. So, less than 30 days. Now, I get kind of... I'm, I'm not really going to... I don't like to, you know, stick up for the UFC when I don't have to. But... I mean, again, if I'm going to be objective, when they do things right, I have to give them the appropriate kudos. Otherwise, criticism means nothing. Neither does praise if all you do is praise. I get kind of what's going on here. Uh, The UFC and Dana White are hedging their bets a little bit. They're... I say this because if a miracle happens, and to be clear, at this point it would be something akin to a miracle if something really we if some if the you know the low probability actually occurs and a semblance of normalcy returns before that date and the UFC canceled beforehand like if Dana White had come out yesterday and said yeah 249 canceled then you know in 2 weeks something breaks something changes there's either a treatment there uh, or I mean again a treatment or a vaccine or whatnot would be the would be the most likely thing to cause a widespread relaxation of tension but potentially uh, we somehow like hit a elements of the modeling is wrong elements of how it's spread in other places aren't accurate I don't know Again, we're talking about wildly unforeseen and unforeseeable circumstances when it comes to this. So, assuming something occurs that causes a relaxation of current protocols, then you've, you've already canceled the event. You can't just throw it back on. You can't tell, you know, Tony and Khabib, that event's canceled, and then, you know, two and a half weeks later, oh, by the way, it's back on. Your weight management gets thrown off. Your training gets thrown off. It, it's just... It's not really a thing you can do. And if that occurs, the UFC looks even dumber. Now, maybe they'd get a bit of a pass for, you know... There's There'd be a chunk of the fan base that would give them a pass, correctly, for adhering to best practices related to what we thought we knew. And there's going to be another vocal group that would go you canceled tony and khabib beforehand for no reason or or you know, if we had perfect people always try to apply perfect knowledge to past scenarios like that and you know they'd get a little bit reamed and more importantly I think if we're t- if we're trying to operate within inside the framework of zufa you'd feel stupid and dana white does not like to feel or look stupid all evidence to the contrary on occasion. <laughs> so, I, I get that they're going to hedge their bets. I really do. And if, you know... Hey, don't get me wrong. I want to see the fight. I, more so than that, would just, you know, love for some miracle cure to, you know, be dropped out of the ether. it would be great. But, on a realistic level, it's not going to happen. So, the again, the UFC's going to Wait. They're going to hedge their bets on this until they are forced to do otherwise. I imagine we'll get to the week or so before the event. So, you know, April 11th, give or take somewhere in that area, before the UFC officially says, it's off. We can't find a venue. The reality of the world right now is not working for us. Uh, it's. I have such an unbelievably difficult time imagining a sequence of events where it is viable to do Tony versus Khabib on the 18th of April. It just does not seem realistic at all. Which does eventually kind of bring us around to, you know if they were going to try and make it happen, how would they pull that off? And again, it it just does not seem right now like there's a way to do it. I I know that, you know, a few people have said, Hey, you know, the throw a can throw do a one camera shoot, put a ref in there, put some judges and let's do, you know, Extraordinarily bare bones production, kind of thing, and that really does miss kind of the point. I mean, look, I would watch this fight if it took place on the moon, right? I, I want to see this fight. I've wanted this fight for a number of years. But we're talking about again a group of people, and when you travel, it's not alone. Tony doesn't travel alone. Khabib doesn't travel alone. You're bringing yourself and your team which is another 5 to 6 people at least now traveling distances across state lines interacting with people along the travel be that air be that you know air travel boat travel car travel you're interacting with other people interacting with people at the venue it's just not going to, again, I just really don't think it's going to happen it does not seem all that viable so the again, the UFC is going to wait until the last possible minute, but it would take a radical shift in not in like the trajectory of what's been going on in the world it would take a fairly significant shift that does not seem like it's going to happen. The UFC won't admit... Again, they won't admit that until the last minute, but I think that's the state of things. Um, the card after that is the Smith versus Teixeira card, currently scheduled for... again, uh, April 25th in Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't think that one's happening either. In all honesty, the UFC is probably... I think most I mean here's the other reason that you know I don't think it's all that viable uh, there've been some reports about you know how do we combat this I think i've seen some suggesting as much as you know a uh, 5 week uh you know cessation of you know large gatherings uh other people's have, uh so again there's the 5 week suggestion others have been more like 50 days seven might have been 7 weeks there's no again like there's no actual consensus about the best way to combat this going forward there's what we know happened we have places that it hit before us if you look at China i think it took them about 6 to 8 weeks before things got back to a degree of normalcy, which is where they are right now, and we don't even know how well that's going to go. That might blow up in their face. I mean, uh, my issues with the way the Chinese government handled this aside, because, look, they if they hadn't engaged in a large-scale cover-up, this could have all been prevented. Or, not all, but the vast majority of it. It Uh, And look, I'm not... uh, Lest anyone accuse me of, you know, race-baiting or anything along those lines, uh, guys, if you see someone of, you know, Asian descent on the street, especially if you're not... uh, The problem is with the Chinese government and how they chose to handle this. Anyone... Not a member of the Chinese government bears essentially zero culpability for the fact that it broke out the way that it did. So, if you're going to be one of those... If you're just looking for an excuse to be a jackass, there's not, my words are not going to change anything. I mean, we, can, I'm just, we can acknowledge where this started, how it could have been prevented, and at the moment, based on all available information, that falls on the Chinese government. That does not fall on each and every individual uh, Chinese person, much less each person who just happens to. Because I know there's a bunch of idiots out there who can't tell the. And to be fair, I'm not the most discerning person when it comes to, you know, visually telling the difference between someone who's you know Chinese or Japanese or Taiwanese or South Korean. I. You put a, you know, put people in a lineup, saying, "Well, pick out the person of this nationality." I probably can't. But if you just see someone on the street, like, and I know this hasn't been a big problem, but I do want to mention that I've there have been some reports of just you know people blindly lashing out. I uh, don't. It's stupid. It serves no purpose. If you want to point again, if there's blame to be had, it's at the people actually in power. In China, not the people walking the streets, especially not people you know here in the United States. We're all, again, we're all kind of stuck in the same boat as far as that goes. So don't be a don't be a jackass like that, guys. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard to not be that person. So anyway, there's all that. Um, Yeah, point being. I wouldn't be surprised if everything in May gets canceled, too. Uh, the current schedule for May as it stands, there's a fight night in Oklahoma City between, uh, Jack Hermanson and Chris Weidman. There's UFC 250 in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and fight night 175 in San Diego. Uh, that event doesn't even have a main event. Um... I know that they had uh, they had kind of mentioned they were looking at doing Hooker and Poirier for that. Both of them have kind of said that's not happening. Uh, they're looking to they still want to fight each other, but just on that time frame doesn't seem viable. Uh, I have there's almost no chance that 250 on May 9th, and I know it's a ways out still, but. And To be fair, I am not up-to-date on the intricacies of the Brazilian government's response. But I know a lot of the... I know a bunch of you know government officials at the national level have come down with it. I know it's spreading there. Um, I, I, there have been some of those, like... I know the president of Brazil denies that he has it. I know some people are claiming he does and is lying about it. I don't really know who you'd want to choose to believe in that case. Uh, the president of Brazil being as polarizing a figure as he is. But it it's definitely a problem, and, you know, I have a really hard time imagining that a major gathering in Sao Paulo, which I believe is the largest city in Brazil... I'm pretty sure of that, actually. Hang on. I want to confirm. Yeah. It is the most populous city in uh, the country. And you're going to have a major gathering of people in that... No, sorry, just... Now, to be fair, some of these events might be able to be relocated once we get to, like, June there might be places but even then like even if there's an individual country that's kind of like hey we've got a handle on this the odds of them opening up their doors to an international event and the influx of people that would it would bring uh, and the potential exposure you know, re-exposure risks I, I have a really hard time seeing that happen uh, so point being the UFC has not canceled or postponed if you use their language anything beyond the April 11th card. They do not have a date or a or sorry, they do not have a location or a venue or anything for Tony versus Khabib, but the UFC is just not going to admit that that's not happening until they have no choice but to admit that that's not happening. And I imagine those three events in May. Um probably not happening. Uh, Almost certainly the first two. uh, I would feel pretty solid in saying those aren't going to happen. If they do, they will... And if they do go off, they will look nothing like they currently do on paper. That I feel pretty confident about. So that's the schedule update as it currently stands, such as it is. Um only other thing I think of note kind of warrants discussion Uh, some stuff from Dana White because of course Um, there's a few things about this that I and here's kind of the big one I think well I don't even really know where to start with this let's start with this the UFC has said that the events in question or the fights in question for the three events that they called off are postponed, not canceled. And White is very adamant about using that language. When it comes to using language like that, I feel like there's a reason for it. Now, again, I know... I have no insight or knowledge about this, okay? I'm very clear about this. But... If... If the UFC is using that language, if the UFC, you know, the face of the UFC the president of the UFC, is using that language. He's doing so deliberately. He's not used them interchangeably. He's very specifically gone with their postponed. And I do have to wonder if there's not some legal language in fighter contracts where they have to pay for events that the UFC has to cancel but if they're just postponed, then maybe they don't. Now, to be fair, I think there's a there's probably a pretty good reason for that language being there. Um, it, that way, if a major event is cancelled, but your fight is simply rescheduled to a later date, uh, they don't have to pay you twice. And okay, again, I can see why you want that language in there if you're the UFC, you do want to protect yourself in that respect you know, if you have the UFC hasn't hasn't cancelled a whole lot of events, but there was the one that got cancelled after John Jones uh, again, after Dan Henderson couldn't fight John Jones and John didn't want to fight a late notice replacement and the UFC wound up cancelling the event now, pretty much every fighter got their fight moved to a different event within, I think, a couple of... Within, a, within like, a month and a half, I think, all of those fighters had fought. Now, if you're the UFC in that case, and you're a business, you do want to protect yourself from having to go, okay, we've canceled this because the main event fell through. Now we have to pay everyone else on the roster, everyone else on that card... And then we're still just rescheduling a few, you know, them to fight two weeks later, and we'll have to pay them again. So, I do understand the prudence of that kind of language in contracts. I do. I'm not try- Again, I'm not trying to throw the UFC under the bus in this case, because I understand why it's there. Or why it might be there if it is there. It does, however, leave open the possibility of events like we currently have where the UFC is saying, no, those fights are postponed and if that language works that way big speculative if but roll with me here they don't have to pay anybody because it's post they don't legally have to pay anyone because it's postponed and not canceled and i i do wonder if part of the insistence on that distinction is to deal with the again kind of the minutia of their contracts which in this, again, might serve a very valid purpose under normal circumstances, makes no sense here. You're just screwing over the fighters. Like, that's all you're doing. All you're doing is giving them the shaft about this. No one on... Again, Woodley and Edwards uh, did not... That whole event didn't happen. Um, I think one of the fights got kind... Again, uh, there was a fight from that card that wound up taking place on a Cage Warriors event. Um, yeah, Bartosz Fabinski beat Darren Stewart. Um, I mean, what a giant clown fiesta that whole thing was. That Cage Warriors event shouldn't have gone on. I mean, for crying out loud, uh, Bellator canceled one of their events like the day of or the day before, and paid everybody. Now again, they might have been legally required to because they canceled the event. But still they I mean they did the right thing there. And I give Bellator a mountain of crap. I should you know I also want to give them credit where it's due. If the UFC is holding up fighter checks, on the basis of, well, these fights are postponed, and then as soon as this blows over in two weeks, we're going to just flood the market with content. I, I, I don't understand that because that's so... And look, to be fair, maybe in a week and a half, the language changes, the circumstances change, and the UFC does the correct thing and pays out everybody what they would be owed. I'll acknowledge that that might become reality in the future. I don't think... They should have done it already. Look, if we're going to jump over into Shouldville, I think the ethical thing for the UFC to do would have been to can- cancel the event, pay the fighters. Done. Move on. Uh, but that's not the direction they've chosen to go. And I feel like... You know, Call balls and strikes on this. I They should have done it by now. Bare minimum for those events, they should have, for everything up and Again, bare minimum through the 11th. So the Woodley-Edwards card, the N'Gonda Rosenstreich card, the Overeem Harris card. We know those aren't happening. We know it. Pay those fighters. Move on. And if you, again, if you want to maintain the illusion of Tony versus Khabib... I disagree with that business decision, but I understand it. If you want to do this only event to event going forward, fine. Like so you don't want to cancel 3 months worth of content right now. You know, believe it or not, I get that. I really do. So, let's go. Those 3 events canceled, pay everybody what they're owed. You want to wait until the week of for Tony versus Khabib? It's a giant waste of everyone's time, but okay. At that point, pay everybody, move on. So if, if you just want to go week to week, I think it's stupid, but okay, the UFC doesn't want to... I don't know. I, I, that's the crazy thing about this. I really don't know what the real value is to what they're doing. That doesn't make. I mean, most MMA gyms right now are closed or severely restricted. I mean, AKA. Uh, I think Javier Mendez mentioned this. He's the head coach at AKA, the American, Kickbox, American Kickboxing Academy, home of some great fighters, past past champions, probably future champions. Right now, that gym is closed 22 hours a day the other 2 hours are kabib and like two trainers to try and limit his exposure because uh, here's the other reality guys if one of those fighters gets it we're just we're completely done if either tony or kabib comes down with the virus we're done i mean that said The UFC's not actually put testing procedures in place for the virus for their events. There were absolutely none at the Brasilia card. They didn't really have any in place for the London card. So, you know, they might have it and you wouldn't know it. But uh, yeah, so again, most of the gyms are shut down. Uh, I mean, I know some of them are doing like professionals only. And then just you know severely limiting who can be in at a time, but it's that's all like that that's just window dressing. That's a band aid on a broken leg, right? Like that's really not going to be helpful. So I I just I don't understand what the the real benefit of the UFC. trying to go week-to-week week like this. It just... I mean... Okay, here's another thing. Uh, the UFC... Since we can talk about this now, we have some numbers. The UFC Brasilia card. Uh, the Lee versus Oliveira one from a couple of weeks ago. Um, that event... Again, they bumped up the start time a little bit, but they put the main card on ESPN because there was nothing else. The rest of the sports world was shutting down, was postponing things, calling things off, etc. The UFC pushed forward, went, hey, on ESPN, here's fights. They had, and I really can't stress this enough, guys, zero competition for eyeballs in the sports world. There was nothing else. There was no basketball, college or professional. There was no, uh, the XFL had already suspended. There was no football. There was no, there was no hockey. There was no NASCAR. There was nothing. There was no other live sporting event taking place on broadcast television in the entire country. And that event did the lowest rating for any UFC event since they moved to ESPN. The lowest rating on ESPN since that since the UFC ESPN partnership. Zero competition resulted in the lowest number. Now, I'll I'll freely admit, okay, that's just one point of data. Single point of data. There's not you can't extrapolate giant patterns from singular points of data. But let's also not pretend that we don't have that point of data, yeah? I mean, um, you know, WWE right now, in the world of professional wrestling, uh, are holding events with no fans. Literally zero fans. And it is a... I mean, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, and I am intermittently... It's certainly an experiment in surrealism. I mean, I'll give them that. Also, if you want to get like absolutely blackout drunk, um watch those events and like take a drink every time a wrestler can't curb their uh their patterns of behavior to play to the crowd, right? Uh you, if, you're, if the babyface is trying to fire back up for their hope spot, uh, watch how many of them, like, start playing to the crowd. That doesn't exist. Uh, watch how many of them, when they come out of the... Because they're all taking place in the uh, WWE's Performance Center. So watch how many of them <laughs> will come out and do the same mark for... Uh, there's always, a, there's always a mark that you have to hit when you come out for your entrance you come out, you stop at the top of the ramp and you look around the arena to kind of play to the crowd a little bit watch how many of them still do that there's nobody So it's an experiment in surrealism and to be fair I don't mind surrealism so it, it's not the most it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen but Vince McMahon is still in, is right now. I think they've announced um, WrestleMania will be a two-night event uh, that will take place entirely from the performance center with no fans. <laughs> oh God! You know you can get away. And to be fair, these sh- I'll give. I've watched a couple of them. Um, there was one of those I was supposed to cover, but the uh, the show that was holding up Larry Zonka. Like, he was going to cover a a Ring of Honor show. I was going to step in and cover SmackDown for him. Uh, The ROH show got canceled. So he was able to do that. But I kind of watched anyway because it was what I was going to do, what I had blocked out for that time period. And again, I hate breaking my schedule. Uh, And it's... It's just weird. It just doesn't really work for me. I mean, my entire relationship with the WWE product is iffy anyway. But I mean the entire point of WrestleMania is the spectacle the I don't know if this is a word, but the grandiosity if that's not the if that's not actually a word, you do know what I mean, so I apologize, but it'll convey the sentiment sticking it inside the performance center with no fans. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't... I I mean, there's serious concerns about whether or not they can even pull that off. Like, because that's located in Orlando. The uh, WWE PC. It's... And if something else crazy happens in Florida, and let's be fair, it's Florida, something crazy is going to happen. If they lock that down tighter, if that state goes into a greater degree of lockdown, they might not be able to physically, they might not be allowed to put enough people in the physical space to run that event. I mean, I don't know, I, I, I think there was a thing that came out uh because Brock Lesnar actually lives in Canada. I think that's where his farm is, where his family is. And I think he might be stuck in Canada right now because of the travel restrictions. So one, ha- so half of one of your two main events can't even get into the country. Now, again, that might change. Um, but... Oh, God, I'm waiting for, I mean, you know WWE isn't actually testing for that, so if somebody gets it, they're just going to show up and spread it to everybody. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting for somebody, for some other wrestler to test positive for it. For, you know, Bill Goldberg or Roman Reigns to come down with it and just, oh, God, just let me watch that world burn just a little bit. Let me put my feet up by that fire and make some s'mores. That's... Oh, man. Um, so, uh, that was kind of... Uh, apologies for a bit of a the tangent there. But that that really does... uh, And uh, WWE's numbers right now, they've been okay... And I think they're somewhat. I don't know if they're benefiting from the lack of competition or not. But But UFC. I think there's a there's a bit of a mentality about being the only game in town. That is not true anymore. Uh, I mean, not to you know, go to my old uh, uh, one of my old standbys. You know, find a Simpsons reference. Um, Some of you may remember there's a Sideshow Bob episode where he um, takes a... I believe believe it's an atomic bomb and at an air show uh, threatens to blow up Springfield if Springfield doesn't uh, stop broadcast television. Uh, I mean, there's comical reasons for it and it's all played for laughter. It's The Simpsons. But upon hearing this, uh, Krusty the Clown finds a small, like, broadcast shack, some, like, television substation in the middle of the desert. And if he's got... And his logic is, if I'm the only one on the air, I'll have all the ratings. Um, that may have been true in the 90s, into the early 2000s. In 2020, I don't think it's true that something no one was going to watch anyway... So again, like the UFC Brasilia card. You're dealing with an event that good on paper to the hardcore audience, I think is a fair way to say it. We mentioned it. You know, good card on paper, some good fights. And it played out that way. There were some good finishes. There were some good fights. Some good fights that went the distance. But that was not a card. I mean, it was originally designed to be on ESPN+ and it's obvious that that's the case there's nothing appealing to the casual audience about the main event and that's kind of how that that's kind of how it played out it got bumped last minute but still there's no competition at all and i don't think anyone who had not already planned to watch that event went out of their way to watch that event there's too much content that is available on demand to, be, to expect a large chunk of the viewing audience to be swayed to something they weren't inclined to watch anyway because there's nothing else live. If your options are I'll find something on Netflix or a UFC Fight Night from Brasilia on ESPN... And you're not an MMA fan. Again, if you're listening to this, believe me, I know you're an MMA fan, and God bless you for it. But let's reverse the shoes, right? Let's say that you know the UFC had uh, called that event, and there was a uh, a boxing show. And I know some of you are bigger combat sports fans, and you know, can enjoy both. I can enjoy both. But you know, for sake of argument, and you know there was a boxing card. That got bumped to be on ESPN. Are you really going to go out of your way to watch it? Or let's go away from combat sports, because there might be just enough overlap. Uh, Let's say the XFL, right? Hadn't canceled their season yet. So, Fight Night Brasilia gets called off. In its place will be this XFL game. You going to watch that? If you weren't planning to beforehand? Or are you going to fire up one of the 8 billion streaming services? (laughs) Oh sure, I'll scroll through Netflix, I'll scroll through Amazon Prime, I'll scroll scroll through Hulu, I'll scroll through Disney Plus, and I'll find something else that strikes my fancy more than this. More than, you know, something else live. I think that's the world we're living in. I and I don't think being the quote-unquote only game in town for live television, even live sporting events, is the trump card that it was 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. I, I, I I think the world has moved on from that. Now, it's also possible that, you know, if we were talking about a UFC card that featured... You know, uh, an interesting main event, and when I say interesting, I mean to the casual audience. You know, if that if that was the Nganu Rosenstreich card, maybe it does. It probably does better, but I I I don't think again. I don't think that's uh, that that being you know again the only one on is really the same. Really has the same kind of power in the contemporary entertainment space that it used to in the past and maybe I'm wrong uh, you know, one of the other things Dana White said this uh, during that last bit was you know we will be the first ones back up and running I ab for the record. I absolutely believe that the UFC will be able to be the first major sporting event to take place once they're able to figure out the logistics of doing so, you know, either after we get a handle on the pandemic or after it burns itself out, however it plays out. Um, because I would imagine that the same week that the, you know, whatever bans and quarantines and restrictions are lifted, the UFC will already have an event scheduled for whatever that week is. And we'll just Go. Uh, I don't really doubt that. But uh, in the interim, again, like the ones kind of suffering right now tend to be the fighters. And Dana White did this whole, look, if any fighter, if you or your family get into a bad situation, call me and we'll take care of you. Look, buddy, you get to grandstand and try to make everyone... You get to virtue signal in that case because you're not paying the fighters well enough up front. And because you're not just paying them like they should be paid. Look, fighters are wildly underpaid. I believe that's empirically true. And if you just paid everybody what they're owed via after you cancel the card, you're not really going to see fighters doing the whole uh, we want to fight thing on Twitter. I mean, sure. I'm sure some of them do. Most of them want to fight because they need the money. This is how they pay their bills, and most fighters fight kind of fight to fight, uh, just because of how the financials break down for it. If they were, if the UFC just said, okay, you know, we're canceling April and May, Everyone's scheduled to fight in April and May will get their show money and their win money, right? Just straight up everyone's going to make the maximum amount of money they could have made for those events. What do you think the response is? Do you think you get a bunch of guys going, yeah, put on the fights? You're just not. So, again, Dana gets to say, sure, call me if you could into any financial problems and we'll take care of you. That shouldn't be a conversation point you shouldn't get to stand up and say yeah for you know the for all of the fighters we're willing to bite the bullet and let us know if you have trouble buddy just pay them to begin with not that hard you just pay everyone for the fights you've canceled pay everyone for the fights you're going to cancel and you can just move on with it Instead, you know, there's going to be fighters that try to scrape by. There's going to be some that wind up in tougher spots. There's going to be some that... you. I'm sure there's a small number that the UFC will help out financially if necessary, but this is not a circumstance that should arise in this way for a variety of reasons. And again, if the UFC just said, sure, to every fighter on the cards that they have canceled if you if your contract says you get x to show and x to win here's here's the total here's here's your show and your win money if you make flat money here's your flat money but again they're not going to do that and it's it borders on the gross like it, it it's a little bit gross that they're in a, to be that to be this exploitative under these circumstances It it really is on the gross side of things. Um... Was there anything else about this? Let me think. Because we talked a little bit about, again, some of the stuff Dana White had mentioned. Um, I think that's about it for how things... I know there were some, uh... There were some kickboxing cards, I think, earlier today from Japan... Uh, Japan is, like, just now kind of getting really hit with the virus, so I imagine that's going to fall off in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know. Then again, maybe not. Maybe they choose to handle it differently. I won't say better or worse, but uh, until I know the specifics of it. But, yeah, that's that's where we currently stand. So, uh, the, UFC, the UFC has their head in the sand about Tony versus Um, Khabib—that—that's not true. Again, they know. I think the UFC knows if things continue as they are right now, and as all realistic indicators go, that fight's not going to happen on the 18th of April. I think they're going to wait and hold out for again the unexpected happening. And I don't expect it, but it is the unexpected. So there is that. Um I think that's it. Uh let me refresh Twitter. See if anything crazy happened. Uh do 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 Uh, I don't think anything else is broken yet. Yep, uh, nothing new on the fight end has broken, but, you know, nope, I'm not gonna do it. You guys come here for MMA content, and I'm gonna leave it at that, to the extent that I can. Sometimes, one does have to discuss realities of the world outside of that, but at the moment, uh, this isn't one of those things. Uh, we'll let that slide, and... Let's go ahead and... uh, such as they are, at least. Let's go ahead and get into plugs. Uh, let's see. The... (laughs) I feel so bad for Mark. Um, because every bit of... Like, the vast majority of his schedule just went up in flames over the period of about... Over a period of about ten days. Um, most major movies got pulled most i mean most theaters are closing uh, temporarily hopefully so most major cinematic releases are being postponed uh, a few places might experiment with um instead of a theatrical release an early on demand release i've seen a few pla- i've seen some you know stirrings about well you know instead of a theatrical release, here's this. You can rent it for, you can spend 20 bucks and rent it for, you know, 24 hours on the date of its theatrical release. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people are going to experiment with it. Some things will work, some things won't. Such is the nature of experimentation, I guess. But, yeah, like, uh, all of the scheduled movies for Damn You Hollywood, uh <laughs> nope. Mark told me not to be on the one for Bloodshot, which he and Jesse Starcher recorded and you can listen to, and is, it's kind of a hoot listening to Mark be the one who doesn't care about anything at the moment <laughs> instead of me. So there's still some stuff that is going on in the Radalich and Broadcasting Network. Um, I think all of the scheduled source materials are still going to go off uh, to the extent that Jesse's... Poor Jesse, man. Um... I feel so bad for that guy. And you can listen to any of those shows. He talks a little bit about what's going on in his personal life. No one's sick or anything in his personal life, but his job. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's mentioned this. Uh, I think he's mentioned this publicly, so I can say it. He works for the. Uh, he works for the uh, the unemployment office in the state of Ohio. So yeah, he works for the unemployment agency. Yeah, um, just kind of imagine the 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 crap storm that is falling onto unemployment offices all over the country. Oof, oof, that's a that one hurts, man. So when Jesse can find time, I think there's a few shows he'll still be on, but there's still stuff going on. It's just taking a slightly different form from what we're used to. I'm actually going to be on the... There's a couple of upcoming events I'm going to be on for the Rattletch and Broadcasting Network. The upcoming Metal Hammer of Doom. That is a review of the Ozzy Osbourne album. The new one, uh, Simple Man. Uh, Ordinary Man. I forget. One of those two. Uh, I'll be on that with Mark. So you can listen to us talk about Ozzy Osbourne's latest album. Uh, at the end of next month, I think, uh, no, at the end of this month, at the end of this month, Mark and I will be doing a TV party for the entire series of Bojack Horseman, which I profoundly enjoyed. So, Mark and I will get together to talk about that. And, again, life does continue, slightly different format, so be on the lookout for all of those things. Uh, yeah, I'm devoid of coverage at the moment, so uh, for the next episode of this show, I don't think I don't think to next week, so I don't think the 29th. Um, again, if something else happens, um, we'll be here. If things go as they are, Uh, I think the next... Assuming nothing changes, uh, the next show we have will probably be the 11th. When... We will see if the UFC has canceled 249 by that point. Um, If they... haven't, then... If they haven't and nothing has changed, I'll probably be here to just lambast them for it. Um... It, whatever week that they cancel 249, I think there will be, if it's during the fight week, we'll do a show, so that would be the 19th of April. Yeah, basically we're kind of, uh, I think this show will kind of be, as far as the this show proper, we'll be in a holding pattern until we know what's up with Tony versus Khabib, at which point we'll have more information and we'll continue working from there. Um, to help To help keep myself occupied... I kind of threw out a question to some of my friends. Uh, is there, are there fighters you would like me to do a uh, kind of a skill study, career retrospective kind of look at uh, during the... while we're you know, lacking content. So, are there any fighters you'd like me to kind of you know do a look at? You know, similar to my deep dives. And I got a couple of responses, one of which will be up first, the other of which I think will come along after that, so... This coming week, should be sometime this week, I will be releasing a deep dive, skill study, career retrospective on former UFC and WEC bantamweight champion Dominic Cruz. That's been a fun one to go back and look at. So, I'm working on a script for that. Uh, Bear in mind, when I say script, it's not... I don't do word for word, I tend to... I have outlines, I have certain sentences or paragraphs that I like the way they sound, so they're written, and I have notes about what should be inserted there, because I... Just reading from, you know, a teleprompter is only only so useful a skill. I do... I think knowing the material and then being able to speak extemporaneously is much more useful. So, trying to find a harmonious thing to kind of build those two things together. And... Yeah, so look out for that this coming week. I'll have something for my thoughts on the career, the skills adaptation, etc. of Dominic Cruz. So be on the lookout for that. Until next time, thank you all very much. I appreciate your continued support, though I imagine a few of the, you know, this, listening to a podcast is a pretty safe thing to do. So thank you very much. Uh, stay safe out there. I always say that. I always mean it. It is just... It it might seem more prescient right now than it did, you know, three and a half weeks ago. But I still said it then because stay safe out there. It's very important. Uh, And as always, please continue to be well, be safe, and behave.